May peace be with you. If you stick around at the end, there's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. Uh, six days after that, Jesus took Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain where they could be alone. And there Jesus was transfigured before their eyes. The clothes Jesus wore became dazzling white, whiter than any earthly bleach could make them. Elijah appeared to them, as did Moses, and the two were talking with Jesus. Then Peter spoke to Jesus. Rabbi, he said, how wonderful it is for us to be here. Let us make three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Peter did not know what he was saying. So overcome were they all with awe. Then a cloud formed, overshadowing them, and there came a voice out from the cloud, This is my beloved, my own, listen to this one. Then suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, only Jesus. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the promised one had risen from the dead. So today in what I'm going to say, I'm going to focus a little more on, on Peter's reaction than on, on the transfiguration per se. So if you're looking for a big explanation of the transfiguration, it'll be on another day. Um, which gets me out of some of the hard lifting. Um, but when humans have a good experience, we often start thinking of ways to capture or repeat that experience because it felt good. It's something we want, want to do again. Um, we wish we could make that experience be our state of being moving forward into life, to move forward into that. Some of us, most of us have some of those experiences that just sort of stand out that we can't forget. I hope most of us do a positive experience like that where we feel connected and have experienced beauty. I experience a little bit of this state of joy every time I finish doing the dishes and cleaning up the kitchen. But every time I do, I have this unbidden thought that wouldn't it be great if I did the dishes and they remained done? <laughs> you ever thought that? I mean, I don't even really mind doing the dishes and cleaning up so much, but, but every once in a while you're like, can't this task just be over? And I want to capture the doneness of that moment and live within it and have it be all the time. A life without dishwashing or sanitizing the counter. Because I did it and it's done. And I could even have a little plaque and put it up in the kitchen. On this day, the dishes were 
done. And we see today the same human impulse in Peter in the scripture. Peter, James, and John have had all sorts of remarkable experiences with Jesus. They left their boats and they knew that when he came, they left their boats when he just came and asked. That's a remarkable thing. They witnessed inexplicable healings and lives changed. They've had their own lives turned upside down and now they're on a mountaintop, just the three of them. And they watch and see Jesus have a consultation with the most important figures from Hebrew scripture, with Moses and with Elijah. It is sort of the quintessential mountaintop experience. And Peter is in awe. And he wants to capture that mind-blowing moment by building a mansion for Jesus and each of the illuminated prophets. How profoundly human. We build temples and monuments, churches, parks at sites where something profound or historic happened or we want to pretend it happened there anyways. We put up things where an important family or personage is buried. Indeed, while scripture doesn't mention where the transfiguration took place, somehow it was decided that it happened at Mount Tabor in Israel. And let me tell you, monuments have been built there. There's a Roman Catholic Church of the Transfiguration at the base. There's a Greek Orthodox Church of the Transfiguration at the base. And there's probably lots of other stuff around there too. I haven't been there. Some of you may have been. Takes a while to build those big fancy churches, right? Now I can't totally run down the idea of monuments like Peter wants to build, these temples, or of commemorative architecture. Such objects of human art and artifice are built at specific times and places, and then they come to shape the culture and beliefs and politics and memory for generations to come. You think of the big things that have been built in the world that we take notice of. The pyramids, St. Peter's in Rome. What other big things? All the cathedrals in Europe, right? Just all these beautiful, huge things. But let me tell you, as much as I've, you know, I've been to some of the cathedrals, and I mean, I've been to St. Peter's, and they're amazing. But I can't tell you that I don't have mixed feelings about them, right? At what cost were these things erected? Enormous cost. Not just in terms of treasure, which was gigantic. You know, the Palace of Versailles was said at its height was basically consuming almost half of the GDP of France. That's bonkers. 
So even though Versailles is beautiful, at what cost? Because Peter doesn't build those tabernacles. Because Jesus doesn't rebuke him, but he doesn't build them. Because that's not really the point of the transfiguration. It's not that we need a monument, an architectural encapsulation of this story which is what Peter was suggesting, right? He wanted to build them. Indeed, if Jesus had commanded, he surely would have spent the rest of his life building them. But that doesn't seem to be the point. See, before they climbed up the mountain with Jesus, Jesus and his disciples were serving the sick and the needy. and the poor, and the lonely. And they went down the mountain, and they went to do what? To serve, not to be served. The point of that mountaintop is not to motivate us into a static state of communion with the divine. So we can always feel the awe. I'm sure you've known people who are chasing the awe, right? Who want the feeling, you know, who, who, who and, and it's not horrible. But the point isn't the awe, the point is to motivate. To show that God shows the way Jesus is doing things is acceptable and is the way to do it. I mean, imagine if my wife walked into the kitchen with that plaque that said, the dishes are done, and saw all the dirty dishes <laughs> stacked beneath it. I know she would be very impressed with my plaque. To be of service is Jesus' call. To serve, not to be served. And I hope people are led to some mountaintop experiences in their lives. I don't want to overpraise or put down these ex intense existential experiences. But the point of discipleship isn't to chase after such experiences or encapsulate them or build fancy edifices to commemorate them. Serve, and they will come. In learning a little bit about this congregation since Thursday when I started, um, it, this church has a long commitment to just this idea. That the point of following Jesus is not to build an impressive edifice, but to serve. And it's my great honor to be called to serve for a time among you as your bridge pastor, as we discern God's call to greater service. And I pray for all of us that we can witness 
God's transfiguration of us. And this time, and into God's future. Amen. As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.